Gaming NBS episode 216 coming to you Wednesday, November 14th, 2018. Welcome to Gaming NBS. I'm one of your hosts, Sean. And I'm Brett. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back. Glad everybody's on board. <sighs> How you doing, Sean? <sighs> you took a day off after Game Hole, and I did not. I did take a, a day off a of Game Hole. But I have uh, I have this Thursday and Friday and all next week off. So, Cause What are you doing, Brett? Going to go try to kill game? something and eat it. Oh. That'll make me feel good. <laughs> For all our animal rights activists out there. But whatever. <laughs> if, if you just figured out that's what I like to do, then I'm not sure what to tell you. Well, and there we go. <laughs> yes. So let's see. Announcements, announcements. Let's see. Evercon, evercon.org. That's still happening. Pre-reg is still available. So folks, get in there. Get your uh, discounted badges. Get your events in. I think we're pushing up to 120 events already in. We always get a big push after... Um, after uh, Game Hole Con. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> go out there, check out what we got cooking, and uh, hopefully we, we will see you there. And let's see. Oh, my Avalon Kickstarter, as we talked about last show, that should is still on track to happen this December 2018. Um, Phil, Chris, and I, the boys from Encoded, we're going to get back together pretty soon here and uh, keep talking details and make sure everything's still cooking. But to uh, all signs point to yes. So that's very cool. And... Uh, Mr. Uh, Mark Tasaka, thank you once more for your for your kindness. I made sure I passed that um, over to Sean as well. Yeah, Mark, thank you very much, you dirty bugger, you. Um, <laughs> yes, and he also gave me a uh, he gave me a note on Patreon. I know you know for those that are that have dropped us messages on Patreon, you know I hope I hope you don't mind me not responding because if it's something we want to acknowledge, I certainly want to put it on the show. Same with some emails and everything. So if you don't get a response right away, it is hopefully not gone um, un, unattended to. So, but thank you very much, Mark. Very, very kind of you. Um, it, it just leaves me speechless. Sometimes what you, when you, what you BSers do out there, that's all I got to say. No, it's, it's really nice. We have a very, we have an amazing group of, uh, of, uh, of <clears throat> fans is too strong. We have a really good community. Yeah. Good group of people that kind of rallied around two idiots out of Wisconsin talking about gaming. So it's it's very humbling. So thank yes. you all. Yes, indeed. All right, man. Shall we random encounter it up? Yeah, let's get to random encounter. All right. So I will knock the first few out since they're kind of referring to me. Oh, uh, do it, man. So Ad Nix, uh, thank you for the email. Um, he is going through our back catalog and came – uh, to the August 2017 episodes. Oh. So the day that will lie in infamy for me personally. So, uh, yes, Ed, didn't mean to jar you. Um, and if you haven't listened back then, uh, what I'm referring to is my my wife and I's um, our experience with high-velocity impact poisoning. Yes, that's uh, pretty bad, I hear. Yeah. Yeah, yes. don't stay away from that stuff. I mean, it should have like a big old yuck mouth sticker on it. Yeah. Ah, you remember yeah. the yuck mouth yeah, stickers, I absolutely, Mr. Yuck. Oh, yes. Yeah, so that's a blast from the past. So, hey, all you all you old guys and gals out there, let's 
Basically, if you're in your late 30s, early 40s, at least, you'll know what Mr. Yuck is. Mr. Yuck. It's the green sticker we were told to put on nasty chemicals in the house because that would prevent our little little ones from drinking ammonia and pine sol and all that other stuff underneath the sink because it had the little Mr. Yuck sticker on it. Um, Also wanted to thank Joel up near Brilliant for uh, Joel. Thanks for the kind words and thoughts. And then Richard H., uh, you know, more more kind words. Uh, yes, the cat did get a UTI. So if I didn't elaborate on the last episode, that's what my cat ended up getting. Sweet goodness. And then Brian Kurtz, hugged received. Um, and that's so I know there's plenty of people out there that have expressed thoughts and everything and, you know, hope that we were doing well. Things are getting better slowly but surely. So you, you know. Because you haven't written in or whatever, I still know that that's you're out there. So no worries, uh, Brett. So you want to continue with? Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's see. Abram. Yeah, Abram Nothangle um, says hello, Brett and Sean. During the random encounter for episode one hundred three, that's a ways back. Um, you asked people to write in if they use downtime as a role playing opportunity in D anD D five e. Well, I have to say that my group actually do use downtime for role-playing in 5e. <clears throat> sometimes we just write it off so we can move on to more interesting content, but sometimes we actually use it as a tool to create more immersion, buy-in, and player agency within the game. For example, we'll often use downtime as a break in the hectic, danger-filled gameplay so that our characters can unpack something that just happened to them and role-play how they would respond to it or even change their worldviews around it. Saw a cave full of dead babies? Maybe the character wanted to sit around the campfire and talk about the shit they've seen so that they can cope with it and the players can be more, more immersed in the game. Other times, my group will use it as an opportunity to introduce more conflict or intrigue into the game. Do you have someone watching the door at night? Is there a watch rotation? Are you in a safe town? No. Boom, a player gets kidnapped and the rest of the party has to come to rescue them. It's happened twice to me alone, not to mention the rest of the party. Dude, don't. don't Abram, man, get, get someone to watch your back. Anyway, um, he says he could go on about the opportunities for downtime, but I think you get the point. As you mentioned, it's a tool for playing the game. Maybe you don't use the tool most of the time for ease of play and speeding the game along, but it's nice to have around to pull out when you think it would add depth to the gaming experience. A completely unrelated note, have you guys ever done a podcast on how to finish a campaign? This is a topic I've been thinking a lot about. I've been gaming for a decade now, and I've never finished a campaign with my home group. Here I'm using a campaign to mean anything longer than a one-shot adventure. We play fifty to excuse me, thirty to fifty sessions in some grand storyline before finally dropping it unresolved. It was when I it wasn't until I recent wasn't until recently that I GM for a new group that I even finished a campaign at all. Is it something you've experienced? Do you have any suggestions? Keep up the woodwork and good work. Good woodwork. I'm not a woodworker, but hey, whatever. Um <laughs> keep up the good work and don't stop gaming, Abram. I would call that game fade. Game fade. You know, we not, Abram is equivalent is, to pod fade. Yes, using potty podcasting. Abram is not the only person to ask us about this, Sean. No, and it's been kind of a topic you and I have thrown back and forth a few different times. We've talked a little bit about it over the years. I think hit and miss in different um, episodes, but like a an actual sit down focus on it. I don't think we've done so. That will have to go into the topic pit and see where that one lands. But that's a good idea. Yeah, so the quick answer is no, we haven't done a show dedicated to it. We have hinted at certain pieces of a campaign, you know, wrapping it up, but we can elaborate further. Yes. Yes. Thank you for writing in, Abram. 
All right. Any other comments? No, man. I think no, I think that's cool. I've just added it to the old topic pit. We'll see where it goes. Um, I, you know, apart from that, do we have any no other listener stuff? So, a post game hole. We just had game hole, so we don't want to drag the whole show into just a complete recap because we'll jack something up. Because we would just launch last year's show. Yeah, exactly. We're happy to see everybody. <laughs> we ran into these people, and yeah. we didn't want to. You know, forget about anybody's name, so we didn't mention a lot. And these are the games we played. One of the coolest things I think, from a people perspective, um, that happened. Aaron Coleman brought some beer for Sean. He he brought some beer uh, for me. He said, "Here, you can have this. Or you can share it with Sean at game at GaryCon." Brent said uh, something like, "Share." <laughs> oh, we ain't cackling off the gee, distance. Not my words. So, um, so Aaron, uh, Aaron did Sean a solid. And one of our listeners, Dave, brought like a bunch of mead. Oh, my God. And that went over very well for a number of folks. <clears throat> and not that we're just to be bought with liquor, but liquor helps. Anyhow, one of the cool things, apart from, you know, you get like Brandon and Eileen that come up um, that have been listening to us for a while. And there's a number of people that, oh, my God, thank you. You're here. Roger Brassa comes in from Maine and with Nagy. And it's really cool. And But every once in a while, someone will st- had stopped by. And quite honestly, I was a little bit floored. I had a, a couple come over on Thursday and say, Hey, you're Brett. And I said, yes. Um, you listen to the podcast. We just talked a little bit. Yeah, we were listening to you. We love the positive attitude. And they were very, very flattering. And, um, I said, Oh, where are you guys from? They said, well, we're from Connecticut. We just want to, you guys to talk to show up. So we wanted to come see it. I'm like, Holy crap. That's, that's a hike. I hope, I hope we didn't let you down. And, uh, they've all said, Nope, it's going great. Having fun. And then I met a dude while I was walking in Saturday morning and we were just talking about stuff, and he kind of gave me that, I think I know your face look. I introduced myself, and he said, yes, I'm from Nebraska, and you guys talked it up so much, I had to come and check it out. So, wow, that's really that, that type of thing is always really cool. Sean, was there anything that, um, I guess, did your, game, did your game go well? You played uh, Forget About It. It did go well. It was um, quite a bit of role-playing. Um, the action wasn't as intense as it has been in the past. Doesn't make it better or worse, but uh, different. Different, yeah. Uh, I was short a player, which was surprising, and I had one on the waiting list. So I'm not sure how the waiting list worked. Like, I guess I had to report it, and then it gets, I don't know if something gets kicked off. But, anyways, I played the last NPC, which worked out just fine for me. Um, I could probably push things along a little bit better that way. Cool. Yeah. So that was good. Um, my two games are in my Trail of Cthulhu game that went over really well, <clears throat> and um, one of my buddies, uh, Mike Robinson, I hadn't seen Mike in got a long time. He had moved out to um, West Coast, Oregon, and he came back to play. So that was really cool hanging out with Kevin and I. And uh, then my Avalon game was awesome. I had a really good table there, so that went over really, really well too. I, I felt so both. You know what I want to do, Sean? We've talked about this. I think by next game hole, you and I got to cook up something. Like a an off book dungeon event, some kind of uh, something. We got to do either a tag team game master. We got to try to add some wow to an event, man. We got to do something. I don't know what the hell that something is, but I think we should figure. We what should a try game hole con? Yeah. Well, like, so next year they're having it started October thirty first. That's right. They do have Halloween. I want to do a masquerade ball. Masquerade ball. Hmm. Or masquerade party. You get admitted, you know, you got to maybe see, even sell tickets. Like, I'm, I'm, I'd am I'm, love to. I don't know how. I have no idea how to make such. I mean, now's the time to start thinking of those ideas, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So anyway, I want to do something cool next year. I just have no idea what the hell it'll be. Well, and then it's Halloween, right? I mean, it's like <clears throat> yep. on Halloween. And I'm pretty sure from what Alex had posted up, they plan to do something kind of cool trick-or-treat-wise for families. Right. Which might be a really good re- excuse to take my kids out of school in the middle of no- in the first part of November so they can come come to Game Con for a day. Is there anything, Sean, that you um, that had – did you have any, like, huge oh-my-God highlight for you? I mean, the con itself was awesome as always, but anything that, like, went, wow, this is awesome? Uh, everything was awesome except for my interaction with Chris Steele. Yeah? Oh, because of the mind. Oh, now you gave it away, Brad. <laughs> so – I don't know how much I want to get into the weeds in this, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm just going to put this out there. Chris Steele came up to me and said, hey, I have a game to show you. And I said, okay. So Chris Steele from the Tabletop Talk podcast. Tabletop Game Talk. Game Talk. Thank you. Yes. Um, Where they talk about? Board games. Board games. Card the, games. Yep. Card games. Um. And so Chris says, okay, here's the deal. Gives me, there's a deck of cards on the table. He says they're numbered one to 100. He says, you draw one and look at it. And then I'll draw a card and look at it. And then the goal is for the person with the lowest card to play first. But... And I said, okay, so I just tell you or what? And he says, no, no. Can't say anything. Kitty, one of his co-hosts, was like, she says, I call this the stare into each other's eyes game. And I said, okay, so I can like like make us like make signs with my hands, gestures? No. So I said, okay, so you between you and I, the, I said, how does this work? The lowest, the person with the lowest card plays first, and then the next person. Now it's just he and I. It's a two to four person game. And I told Chris, I said, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choke you. <laughs> um. So apparently that is the mind, and if you have the mind and you love the mind, which is the name of the game. Um, then I'm sorry to rain on your parade. <clears throat> Sean explained it to me and he said, Brett, I'm going to get this game. We're going to play it. I said, Sean, I'm going to shoot you in the face. I yeah. said, I don't, I think I could take that staring at you. And be like, how, how, My first question after I heard the rules was how fast can I lose? <laughs> I don't know if I want to sit at that table. So I, um, went on a rant for those that were there have certainly heard my, my thoughts and opinions of it. Now, there's two things I've told people that kind of have have I've you know given me an epiphany on on two two counts. One, um, it's a crazy game, uh, but at the, and I would just not be into it. But two, it gives me hope because I can produce something and somebody <laughs> will buy it. Because <laughs> he says that thing sold out at Origins. It, it sold, sold out, out at Game Hole. It sold out at Game Hole. He actually bought me a copy, ladies and gentlemen. I told him, I said, you know what, Chris? You can take this back. And what you should really do is give it to Brett. <laughs> so I told Brett that at some point in time, he and I are going to play this game. 
We're going to record it. Uh, via I told video. him, I said, we have to play it from his house and my house. So neither one of us could try to slap the other one because I think we'll lose our minds. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. So that is the mine. And so there is a couple other more, a couple more facets to it where. Well, his lovely wife, Sadie, played it with Sydney. Excuse me. Sydney. Sadie's a different lady. Sydney played it with Ilana, my daughter. And I was like, oh, that was fun. I'm like, okay. Maybe Sydney explained it better, or maybe, or maybe, maybe my daughter's just smarter than me, or something, which is totally possible. But wow, that's just the whole concept behind it just makes me go, what? Um, let's see. So I'm trying to desperately find a post by Alex Kammer on his Facebook account, and I don't have permission to share this, but I don't think here I found it. I don't. I don't think I'm going to get into trouble for this. But, you know, here's to flirting with a lawyer. So if you will just allow me uh, to, to read this quick. Go for it. All right. So he says, so my favorite moment from this past weekend's game hole con. It was so fun and produced an abundant crop. So there are many moments to choose from, including seeing my daughter run her first <clears throat> con game. That was amazing. But that was not it. Oddly and stunningly, unexpectedly, it happened late Sunday afternoon as we were starting Teardown. Obviously, one of the hardest and least fun parts of running a big event like this. For some background, I was a guest on the podcast called Adventures Wanted, shortly before the con. It is hosted by friends Lisa Chen and Alan Patrick. So there you go. Shout out to, to those two in, that, in their show. If you are in D, if you are a D&D AL player slash fan, you really should be a regular listener to their show, he says. Anyway, they had me on to talk about the impending show, our AL Hall, but primarily to talk about organizing and running inclusive events. My message was pretty simple. It is easy to say that you have an inclusive event, as it is easy to say just about anything. But to have a real and meaningful inclusive event, you must have clear and forward-facing policies on the subject. Have a complaint resolution mechanism and enforce your policies consistently and quickly. For me and our show, a violation is a hammer of the gods moment. If you harass or are aggressive with someone, you are done. The end. So there I was using a socket wrench to disassemble a sign display when a young woman came up to me and asked if I was the one that was recently on Adventurers Wanted. I cleverly replied, yes. She then told me that she was trans in the process of transitioning and that she had feared coming to a gaming con because of that fact. She said that she wanted to thank me because as a result of listening to my interview, and especially the part about there being real consequences for anyone who violates our policies, she decided to come to Gamehole Con, her first gaming con. I inanely said something like, you are very welcome, and I hope you had a great time. After saying she had a lot of fun, she left smiling with her friends, leaving me standing there stunned with a barely grasped socket wrench in my hand. Someone must be cutting onions in the kitchen. Anyway, I still don't know what to say, but I wish I had said thank you in some form for the tremendous gift she had given me. I am humbled by her courage. The point of all this, friends, is to hopefully underscore one point, and that is that things like inclusiveness and tolerance are not just concepts in a vacuum. They are incredibly important, powerful, and affect real people in very real ways. That very brief interaction with a brave young woman whose name I did not even catch 
will be something that I will remember for the rest of my life. Game Hulk on 2018 was an amazing show, and that was my favorite moment for it. From it, sorry. No, I saw that post as well. That was a pretty. Yeah. <clears throat> that was pretty cool. That was that's intense. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. So I, that's the deal, and I think that's important to put out there because I think some cons from a hundred foot view are looked at upon. You know, they look at the guest list, then they they get a perceived notion about the con. They mm-hmm. look at the event list and they get a perceived notion of the con. They may not even know the con, right? They just, hey, it's out there, whatever. Maybe it's where the con organizers go, right? There are, it's just something that I think should be out there because I don't know if everybody understands game hole con itself, right? It's, it's, it's different, I think, from quite a lot of cons. Yeah. Again, not saying one is better over the other. But well, it's becoming. I mean, I shouldn't say it's becoming, but it is. Well, yeah, it is. It's becoming it a, is. a requirement where you need to do the right thing in these cases. You need to make sure that if somebody's being harassed, or whatever. I've had to deal with similar things even at Evercon, a very small gaming convention. You must deal with it, and you, no matter how uncomfortable the problem is or what obnoxiousness it brings to me personally, it has to be fixed. It has to be fixed now. And it can't be anything stupid like, oh, just ignore that person. Or I'm sure that person didn't mean it because fuck all that. It has to be taken care of. And, um, and that's, that's really cool. That's, I'm happy for Alex and the, yeah. and the team because that's, that's a good, that's really cool. Now, having said that, that comes full circle to everybody that has run games under our banner that has heard of us, that has gone to GameholeCon. I have not seen one negative post about the whole con afterwards. Everybody has been, it's the best one I've been to. It's really come into its own. Had a great time, saw great friends. You know, things were handled in a professional manner. That is all in a, you know, that has been attributed to you, the the person we're talking to right now. Um so, I mean, it doesn't, you don't get unnoticed. Like, you also bring that to the table. So, people come, and while there is policy and process, if the behavior trumps that in a positive manner, th- then it makes enforcement, you know, a, a moot point, which yeah, is I mean, great. You, right? look at, you look at all the men and women who are running games under our banner in the little um, gaming BS, little gaming arena there. Um, next to our booth, it was super cool. I mean, folks running stuff, teaching card games, board games, doing all sorts of cool things. Chris Steele and his wife and and Kitty uh, from their show were, was doing stuff, and we had you know Eric Ponce, the Gator running, and just some really cool stuff. And I asked people when they were done running, how'd the game go? How'd it go? Oh, it was great. Everyone got into it. Slow start, but we really got going. Ah, I thought I I, I made a couple of mistakes, but I never heard anybody with yeah I had an asshole at my table. Yeah, there was a problem there we couldn't fix. So that means all the men and women who are not only running games but are gaming at the table are bringing the right stuff to the table, at least everything I saw. So that gives me hope. I love, I love that stuff. So that's really cool. Yeah, so everybody, good on you for, know- re- for repping the industry, not just gaming and BS, not no. just the game that you're running, repping the Repping that says a lot for just gaming, tabletop RPG, and 
the folks that go to Gamehole Con, and hopefully they they go to a lot of other cons and spread that goodness because that's what we need. It, I mean, it's um, <clears throat> it's a bit cliche when Sean and I say, you know, we do this for listeners. It's great that all of you, that all y'all, listen to us and pay attention, write in, and and when you come to Gamehole Con or at Gary Con or anywhere Sean and I are, and you say, hey, I listen to you, and it's thank you. You know, I've had some some of our listeners say some very nice and very flattering things about how it's helpful for them. Their day job is stressful. They want to get away from it. We're good for that. They like the attitude. They like what we bring. But I tell you, it's um, a gaming convention. Even if it's run for shit, if it has great attendees, it will be a goddamn good time. And the only reason that I have so much fun at Gamehole, I like seeing the special guests and all, but the people that come to the con that we hang out with and that we see and the new friends we make every year, man, those people make it just awesome. Yeah, so we had, it's, just, it's cool. We had more at our soiree on Saturday night probably than the previous years. Like the people that are actually... I don't want to say that are actually, but the folks that know who we are, there were more of you there that Saturday night, where in previous years, there were just kind of a mixed bag of different people, and they really didn't know you know, who bought the beer, and they were kind of hanging out in the clarion. So that was good. And I know that's not always easy, because I think we started at 6 and went till you know, 8-ish, 7.30 before the beer was gone. It was less than two hours and the beer yeah. was gone. Y'all drink like crazy, people. But I think... Having said that, you know, we we don't want to assume that you're just showing up and that's – I mean, we know that some people are going out of their way to show up. They might have had a game or they wanted to play in a game or they may have not have scheduled um, to show up for us, but they did anyway. So thank you for doing that. It really – and the one thing that's really cool about it is we talk about some of these folks on our show. Like we talk, you know, hey, this person wrote in, that person wrote in. And it's funny because then you are sitting there having a beer and you're like, oh, I think I recognize that that name. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I think I've heard your name on the show. And it's, hey, I think I've heard your name on the show. Well, that's cool and that's great. And everybody just got to talk and got to know each other, which was great. And folks that didn't drink showed up as well. And that's fine. And that's what we want to. You know, sometimes I get nervous about having beer there because some people, you know, they're that's not their thing and that's okay. So thanks for those that even went out of their way. You know, hey, I don't drink, but I'll show up, say hi, and then I'll bolt. Fine and dandy, great. That's all we could ask for. So thank you for doing that. I don't know if I want to – I don't know. Highlights other than that? I don't know, man. I mean, it's one of those cases where I run the risk of saying, oh, I saw you know Jared Rasher. Oh, I saw Eli Kurtz. I mean, and I did. And I'm going to miss somebody, so let's just stop. We should just have a name. Like we should. I've contemplated we, this is just we, taking we tried, pictures we, of people's name badges. And we've and, tried to do a thing where we say, "Hey, sign." We've we put a hex uh, a grid on the table. Hey, try to get people to sign. But I think we're going to have to start grabbing people and say, "That's it. Your name. Your 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 face with your badge." Because I don't want to forget you and just get a big ass list. But it was it was just a it was a hell of a good time. I have been quite. Sean asked me this at the end, and if folks haven't been able to tell on the show, I've been kind of bummed. Lately, about just gaming in general has been kind of. I think my words were kind of like pissy. I think I. Yeah, I've been a little bit pissy. I used the word pissy. I've been more pissy than usual. (laughs) And uh, Sean said, "Sean said you feel better. You feel rejuvenated." And I said, "Yeah, I do." I said, "I asked you how." I'm like, "Hey, you know where's your head at, right?" Then I'm like, "No, this was this was fine, man. This is exactly what I needed, and it was a very positive environment all around." People came up and say, hey, hey, how you doing? You get your game. 
get your game things figured out. Yeah, I got some stuff, and we, I mean, people said, hey, I had had a similar problem in my group, and then we talked about it, and I'm like, oh, that's a good perspective. Oh, that's a neat idea. You know, Forrest Gary and I spent a long time sitting down just between game sessions he had and just <clears throat> shooting the breeze around different approaches and thoughts, and it was, it's enlightening to talk to the men and women we game with. And uh, it was just a shit ton of fun, and I feel rejuvenated for gaming. It's really, it was really fun. I think I got trolled. Oh, I know you got trolled, which I is I got funny. trolled there. So we have arrived. The only unfortunate part about it is we didn't get trolled online, so we no. still are kind of flying under the radar. Yeah, a little bit. But I had a, had a woman uh, troll me twice at Game Hole. It's the same woman. So apparently I, it, I think she was questioning our legitimacy and – it's really it's a touchy subject because she's also associated with a vendor with the con and I I won't mention who it is but it was just I kind of I kind of scratched my head and then I kind of thought hey maybe we've arrived a little bit I don't know yeah it's okay I'm I'm good with that because I think if you're questioning our integrity or our our knowledge of games hey man we're not called gaming and BS because we're professors over here. <laughs> Like it's in the freaking title, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, come on now. Do how kind of how big a softball do you need to call us out on shit, right? Well, and we've said this before. If we are a show you don't enjoy, you know, thank you for trying, right? And I, I, I and um, we mean that, and all legitimately, and we mean thank you for trying us. And if we're not what you want, I, we do not wish we're bad upon you. I hope you find a show you do enjoy and carry on, man. Keep gaming. Yeah, I should let her know we mentioned her on the show, but not by name. I'll see her in January. I'll bug her. I know. I know you will. <laughs> All right. Well, so we should, move, should we move on? Let's move. All right. All right, Brett. We didn't want to do the whole episode on Game Hole. So what are we talking about? Well, I'm going to tie it into Game Hole because one of the things that hit me was I had I, – I done went and did a bad thing where I said, hey, Roger Braslett, hey, Edwin Nagy, I'm going to run an off-books Avalon game for you guys. It'll be great. We'll do this. It'll be well, great. Come on, yeah, out to the, come yeah. out to the coast. It'll be great. Have, it'll have a few laughs. It'll have be great. <laughs> <sighs> Diehard reference. Yes. <laughs> and it didn't happen. Shit happened, and we got busy, and next thing you know, this person's over here, and this person's over there, and people say, I'm going to run an off-book game. That's a son of a bitch sometimes you get people, too. So I said, you know what? I had such a goddamn good time. Roger was actually in my uh, my uh, Blacksmith's Folly Avalon game. <clears throat> I'm like, you know what? I can run this online. And I thought, why aren't I running games online? Yeah, Sean, why aren't you, Brett? Well, we talked about it, Sean, when at the end of the comedy, you said, hey, how you feeling? Where's your head at? I'm like, you know, I feel better. And I think I need to do more of this. And Sean said, why aren't you? And I'm like, you know what? I think one of the reasons I wasn't was because of the actual play podcast that I've been doing. Dun, 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 dun. And I love doing it. It's still a lot of fun. However, it is work insofar as you want to make sure you've got certain sound quality and you want to make sure this functions and story beats are good and you want to <clears> – <throat> there's more pressure involved in doing it than other than just for fun and i remember back and i told sean i'm like you know when you ran D and star wars and when i ran trailer cthulhu i ran it online with sean wayne humfleet kev and a couple other folks and it was a fucking good time and part of the enjoyment of it was 
if if somebody's sound quality was acting up or somebody's you know they started rubber banding or they were roboting a little bit or their image oh, ah, hang on ah, fuck it let's go get a beer everybody take five i gotta take a leak i'll come back it was fun it was enjoyable and it was one of those things where i i have now met through gaming and bs and other places i met all these really cool men and women that we could be ga- i could be gaming with we could be gaming with but um, I love gaming in person, but why the hell aren't I diving into this harder, you know? And I think I viewed it as more of a work thing insofar as I want to make sure it had certain quality and blah, blah, blah. When at the end of the day, it's just a game, you know? It, it's it's really no different than an in-person tabletop event. We just have to stare at each other over a monitor instead. So I think that was – it was a bizarre <laughs> – or possibly bizarre way for me, but it was kind of a little slap in the face like, hey, you dumb shit. You should be running some more online games. So, Sean, are you running anything online right now? I'm currently not running anything online. So we've talked about doing stuff for patrons and other things online. I mean... So that's an update that's going to come rather swiftly here. So we're going to switch the patronage to monthly. Um, We're going to take a chance on potentially losing money in the regard where... Some people may say, well, I give minimum, which is $4 a month, but now if I can give two or one, that's what I'm going to do. And that's fine. I mean, that's oh, yeah. okay. That's okay. So here's, I just want to say before we get into that quick, so Patreon is going to change. I don't know how I can change it because uh, I'm not sure how it affects, like if you just lose all patrons and then they have to re-pledge, Jeez. but we're going to do it anyway. If we need, you know, it's okay. It's fine. I'd rather... I'd rather have somebody say, hey, this is, you know, if I only ha- can give you a dollar a month, I'd rather do that than to, you know, per episode, which is four or, you know, whatever. I, we're taking a chance on pennies making nickels, nickels making dimes versus, you know, give us a dime every time minimum. So yeah. having said that, what Brett is going to be alluding to probably, and I'm stealing his thunder is. Go for it. I'm going to make an effort to have an award level um, to run games via, you know, at a certain award level for Patreon. I will run a game once a month or twice a month, um, and I'll outline what that is, and, and we'll see what happens. And then maybe it's for a limited time and rotating people in or what have you. So that's that's been a goal of mine for a long time, and I'm finally going to kick that off and get going. My life is in somewhat of a state that I can start doing that. So, so wow, long answer, but sorry, yeah, good, good info. That's, though, that's dude. me, man. I, hey, uh, wind, yeah, yeah the I know. wind. <laughs> it's like I just handed you my ticket. Said, sir, where does this, where does, where do these tracks end? Gaming and long winded. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Um, so when we talk about, and I don't, we have to get into which platform and blah blah blah. I've, <clears throat> I've done a couple different things, but. I think we've talked about this briefly online. We're like, hey, if you have a gaming group that sucks or someone's pissing you off or you want to do something different, there's tons of people online. Hobbs will tell you, hey, he'll run Kalamata, damn near for anybody at any given time if he's available. Lots of people do stuff online. And we tout that as like, hey, people should be doing it. And it's interesting to me that it's I've had a really solid group and been able to, to do different things. And I'm like, you know, I want to branch out, I think, is where I'm feeling a little stagnant maybe or I just want to do something different or my group wants to play X and I'm fine with playing that. But I also have an itch to run something that they don't care for. Well, guess what? There's an entire online community. So I think those benefits, I've kind of um, kind of ignored them for a little bit. And I need to 
after running at uh, GameholeCon, I'm like, you know what, fuck, I can find a group just like this out there, even if I run a couple one-shots, just to do something, it would be a lot of fun. So anyway, I think it's, I think the benefits of it are, you know, that there's enough people out there to try different things and to, to game with that I, I think, I think it would work. And there's no, <laughs> I can only play once a month with my home group at best anyway. There's no reason that I couldn't squeeze in another once a month online game. You know, it, it could, it could happen. And you don't have to have an eight person crew. You can game with four people, three people, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot of people. And um, the variety of folks who are into lots of different games that are out there, I think it's just, it's worth digging into and God damn, it's high time I did it. That's kind of where I'm at. So this is an, is the episode where you announce that. I'm coming, I'm coming out. I'm coming out of the, uh, I don't <laughs> want to game on online closet and by God, I'm going to do it. Yeah, fair. All right. That's great. So, man. so Sean, if you're going to game online, yeah. do you look for, do you care about the platform or are you like, look, is it, do you care if it's theater of mind? Do you, does all that shit matter? We've talked about this in bits and pieces, but you know, is that a, is that a big thing for you or do you just not care? All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. So hopefully you'll have your favorite drink next to you. <laughs> And I'm going to say, it depends. <laughs> there you go, drink. Um, so yes, it depends. Because I, it, you know, well, if you're running, so if it you're depends run, on depends on what depends, depends on the, the game. It depends or on the, the game or the people system for the most part. Okay. Well, it could be the people. You know, maybe they don't have access to something, which is a I would be kind of surprised, but I mean, I would say that it's it's mostly because of the type of game. I would be running. So running a tactile, tactile, tactical game. A tactile game. That's different. Tactile. That's more, no, that's no, more no. braille. Tactical game. Like, say, Pathfinder, for example, or shit, maybe a miniatures game. Miniatures intensive game. Yeah, where you want pogs, you want something on the table, you want a map and five foot squares or whatever. You You want that. Got to put some maps down. Got to snap the grid. Got to get some tokens. Well, shit, you could even do what, like I do with my kids when I play. Use the old brown paper with no grid, but still moving figs just for reference points. How are you going to do it on video, or how are you going to do it online? We could whiteboard it. There's there's options, right? There, right? Yes, that's of course yes. But some kind of a way to display maps, concepts, show pictures, and so on. That's, I mean, it's handy. Yeah. And oh the, yeah. And the more detail you want. For mapping and so on, yeah, I could see where that would dictate a platform. Yeah, so I, I mean, even if you decide on a particular virtual tabletop or platform, what are you going to use of it? Right, part elements of it. So you can use Roll Twenty without a map. Oh yeah, absolutely. I have done it. You could use the whiteboard kind of thing because it's got a drawing feature. You can just scribble stuff on there. When I ran Streets of Avalon for the Wednesday evening group, it was all theater of the mind, and I used that simply as a place to share. The main reasons we used it were for character sheets and the online online dice roller. That was cool. Yeah. And you never lose your character sheet, and you can roll your dice online. You can you know click on your stat, and it rolls your to hit and damage and all that shit. Kind of cool. And I then used it also to show pictures. I had a picture that was representative of a lamplighter or, hey, this is what a goblin is or, hey, this is a, an arch or a dungeon stoneway or a, what Vera the Atiog looks like. I could pull that out, which was essentially the um, the online equivalent of me calling up a uh, an image on my iPad and flashing it to the players. <laughs> Same type of thing. 
But yeah, if you have some of the platforms have much better features and it does make sense for certain games and styles of play, you would definitely want to make sure that you have those features available. Yeah. And don't go too crazy. Like, oh, I'm going to go buy the ultra mega version of Fantasy Grounds and then it turns out all you're really doing is you just want online die roller because <laughs> everything's theater to mind. Or you don't want any of that and you're just going to look you want uh the ability to look at everybody see everybody and that's it and then and hear voice audio yeah then you can just hang out google hangout for that can you skype oh shit yeah 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 skype google hangouts um meet mm, shoot there's another one zoom there's a few others um shoot hell, hell we could use tricast for that we're using it right now that's true if you wanted uh to record it you could do tricast um, so speaking of the recording, and, and I know I said that you know I don't want to record it because it's just for fun and whatever. There's a cool element if you do record something because you have notes. Now, granted, depending on your gameplay style, it could be kind of wonky or whatever. But um, I can see the benefit of hey, what the hell happened last session? You can kind of listen to the session at one or two times speed if you happen to have recorded it and see what actually happened. Right, which I've done, but I've yeah, never so, yep. released them. I don't think I released them to the to the group. No, but at least as a game master perspective, you could buzz through it and say, "Oh yeah, that's where they were. Oh yeah, that's right. There should be a, there was a dragon over the hills. I should bring that back out or whatever." And the other piece I know Forrest has mentioned this is that with Google Docs, they have um, and we use this now with the Wednesday evening group is a good place to keep notes. That everybody can comment on the notes and see them. Well, yeah, there's a so there's a few. If you're touching on that, there's Google Docs. Mm-hmm. There's Evernote. Which yes. I think is more pay for now than any time, and then there's also OneNote. Yes, Microsoft's product. Yep, um, and some of those have mixed features with the ability to share and collaborate, depending on whether you're paying for them or not, like a premium. Um, some are, you know, hey, you can write all you want for free, but if you want to share it, then you got to upgrade it to a particular plan. But yeah, the wikis are similar to that, right, Brett? Online. Oh yes, yeah. you know? there's just I guess there's so many. Different bits and parts and features. I think what I want to do is sit down. Obsidian portal. Yeah, exactly. I I think what I want to do is sit down with the group and say, all right, so if I'm going to play with these folks, what are we going to play? I want to run Avalon games. I'm going to use 5e. I want to run it theater of the mind, and we want to capture these pieces. That sounds cool. When someone raises their hand and says, you know, I really really don't like online die rollers. Do you trust me to roll my dice on the table? Sure, fuck it. Everyone roll dice on the table. Don't care. I'll trust you. If that's a thing we want to do, then we could lean into that. But I think it's a, almost a, a a platform, a gaming table session zero, right? Where you say, all right, this is what our gaming platform will be. Are we good with this? And <clears throat> certain folks, I, I love being able to see the faces online. And I have game with folks online where they have really shitty internet connection for whatever reason. Right. And if somebody's like, look, I live in the hinterlands of wherever, Slovakia, and I really have crap internet, is it okay if I don't have my video on? And you might be like, yeah, that's totally fine. And it it is different if you can't see facial expressions and so forth. That's one of the beautiful parts about online gaming is if you can see the people through Hangout or or whatever. So that's a concession you may have to make to game with certain people or might have to say, look, um, I hate to do it. Man, but your internet connection sucks so bad. It really it bums everybody else out at the table. But we can't play with you because we can't see you, and it's really it's imperative. How important is that? I could see that being something to talk through 
and then be ready to make a potentially hard slash uncomfortable decision discussion around you know well yeah and i think you if it's funny because there's an um an analog to this right where you you can compare it to face-to-face gaming yes so everything is kind of that well i play online and i you know you're mimicking the face-to-face experience so some people will say they're not the same which is fine and a valid argument Mm -hmm. but going to what you're saying brett is somebody that has a bad internet experience equivalent to somebody that shows up to a game but is always looking at their phone and only tunes in when they need to? Or is it similar to them that they're always getting interrupted by text messages so they have to duck out of the game? Or that every time you turn around, their internet connection and their I, their image is always rubber banding. You can't uh, – well, uh, oh, you know. Yeah. It can be very jarring in the middle of a game to have somebody's connection just completely crap out on them. It's happened. It happened to Sean and I. It was like, you know, we were gaming just again for fun. Like my internet connection went to shit, or somebody else's did, and it it can call it can cause the night to stop. Well, it's not the end of the world, but it can happen. We're like, look, I can't I can't get online. I'm sorry, guys. It just sucks. I love my buddy Jeff and his wife Victoria, but man, when those two get on, like, I you got to start out getting on 30 minutes early so we can troubleshoot all the shit you're going to run into. And they were both yeah, trying who, to connect who from sa- the same Who's savvy enough to understand how yeah. this functions? Yeah, so thank God his wife was savvy enough to try to get Jeff on. But, you know, I mean, it was an ongoing battle. I don't think any week would go ultra smooth, and it became a point of contention. And frankly, they weren't having a really good time dicking around with that stuff either, right? It wasn't like, hey, we got to have a talk. <laughs> No, they, it wasn't fun for them either. Yeah, we have mentioned this type of thing, but I think just to kind of focus on, I think it's, yeah, it's one of those pieces where you could say, yeah, I'd like to do online gaming, but I think it, it behooves everybody to say, I am not having fun because every time I log in, it never seems to work quite right. I'm I'm struggling with the technology more than I am gaming. If you are, right. if if you're struggling more with that, or you just flat don't like it. Eli like, could be like, Brett, I love gaming with you, man, but I'll tell you, I don't like this format. I want right. to game. I, I can't game online with you. I, I have to game in person. And then I have to then, if it's about me and my game, I have to say, you know what, man? Totally cool, Sean. Bow out, brother. No harm, no foul. Love you. And I'll find, I will find someone else to take it. But um, yeah, I think it's one of those, another one of those pieces where when you're gaming, you have to be honest about it, saying, I don't like this format. I can't get my point across. And the other component when you talk about this too is the you and I, I think we do a fairly decent job and we've been doing this for a number of years now. As I try not to step on you, you try not to step on me. It happens in person all the time. But when you're on the mics and someone starts talking about, okay, you go. No, 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 you go. No, no. There's a cadence and a, and, a me- and a method to stopping it saying, Sean, your turn to speak. This person's turn to speak. And almost the the game master's perspective becomes almost more moderator in a way to keep the channel clear because so much chatter in your ears with headphones or whatever can be just maddening. So that's a good point, Brett. I would also like to point out the counter to that where I've run earlier on before roll 20 um, and before think we might have had map tools but map tools doesn't facilitate voice if i'm not mistaken unless they've changed that we were running skype for a little while without an online tool 
And at the time, Skype did not have – it had multiple voice capability but only one-on-one video. They have since changed that. You can have multiple video um, connections now. But I'll tell you what. If you took face-to-face and you ran a game and then you ran a game without seeing the people and it was only audio – it's it a big is, difference. It is yes, it is a big difference, and it's surprisingly, um, it, it's surprising to find out how much you pay attention when it's only audio. Like there isn't any drifting of dicking around on your phone. I mean, maybe there is, but if you literally aren't listening, where if you're at tabletop, you can see I'm talking to Brett, blah blah blah. I kind of hear some of that. I'm looking at the game, but it's really a different dynamic. Yeah, you're right. No, that's a very good point. It's like reading a book versus watching a movie. Right. Yes. You know, you, you pay attention to every word. You pay attention. When is it my turn to speak? What exactly did this person just say? Because I can't see anything. It's like almost the ultimate theater of the mind in a way, right? Close your eyes, sit at the gaming table, and I'm going to explain stuff to you. You can't look at each other, right? It feels like you're getting hamstrung or, you know, one arm tied behind your back, but it's, <clears throat> it's different. And I, that's why I think it's worth... It's one of those myriad of challenges that people, I think, we a lot of people game online regularly and some don't, and they hate it because of, yeah, they perceive these things as, as insurmountable or I will hate that. So I think it's definitely worth trying. And I think the other component of it is making sure that everyone else in the group understands, hey, um, this is the format, the tool we are agreeing to operate in this in this way using this platform. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to do it as you say, where we're just going to listen, and that's the best way for us to do it. So let's go. And I really think there is um, <laughs> um I can't remember who put it. I'm going to see if I can find it on G Plus. One of uh, friend of the show is um, Mark Hunt put it up, and he said it was one of those cutesy little um quote things. But I loved it. What if I told you everything you make does not have to be for sale? Mm. And I I read that and it made me it made me giggle a little bit. And again, just because you're online doesn't mean it needs to be recorded, and it doesn't have to be for an actual play podcast. <clears throat> it doesn't have to be produced for anybody, other than the five, four, six, two of you, whomever it is playing. And I think that is a freeing thing for me. Part of it is because we do this. So I'm on the mics. I'm trying to be conscious of where I am. Am I leaning too far away? Am I leaning back enough? Yeah, mic technique. Yeah, mic technique. Is, I, yeah. I don't have to worry about it as much when playing for fun. So I'm going to go, Brad, I can't fucking hear you. Oh, sorry, man. And I lean in. Or if I have to cough, I don't have to necessarily mute it. I just turn away and you hear. <coughs> then it just, I have, I've got allergies and I've got a busted nose from years of martial arts. So sometimes you're trying to stop certain things, whatever, because you're being recorded and you really want to make sure it's a good and it's good for the listener. But if you're just playing with your friends online, some of that stuff no one even cares about. They don't even notice. You know, you don't have to worry about being professional about it. You just need to be present and active and participate, and that's what matters the most. Yeah. One so of anyway, the, oh, one sorry, of the go. things. One of the things, and I think you were going to get to it, but one of the things that I found somewhat refreshing, and I don't mind going to people's houses and you know grabbing my stuff, taking it to work. You know, going directly to their house afterwards, maybe stopping and grabbing something to eat, bringing it with me, sitting down, playing the game, packing up, going back home. You know, there isn't – my drives to my games have been pretty good and pretty easy um, rides. I'm not driving an hour to play a game and 
And some of you do that without even blinking an eye. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I got to say. Hello, I, that, that, that'd be me. Three hours yeah. one way. Anyway, well, keep going. And you're only doing that. Once not, a month. I shouldn't say only because that's still three so, hours once a month, right? Yep. Now, there is something to be said about I'm going to go home and get home at my regular time. I get out of my work clothes, get into something a little more comfortable. A little more comfortable. I'm going to slip into something a little more comfortable, Brett. Smoking jacket. Smoking jacket, pipe, whatever. No. But you say, hey, we're going to kick off at 7 Central Time. You mosey down into the into the Sean Cave or whatever. You know, get fire up the computer, get online. You're done. You disconnect from the table or the interface and then go upstairs go to bed or whatever. Like it's not a bad thing as far as convenience wise. Sometimes I, I sometimes like, you know, I'm going to play a game and I don't have to drive or do this or that. Sometimes it's even weather. If you're in Wisconsin and it's going to be, I mean, we got to keep in touch with, you know, Hey, are you, are you going to game tonight? Yeah, because there's 20 inches of snow, or we're going to get 20 inches of snow. Then it's a matter of, well, when does it start? Does it start at like noon, or does it start after eight o'clock at night? And what does that look like? So we get these wonkiness, like try to become weather people and determining whether it's risky enough to to game or not, and then we make fun of others that can't make it. Well, we well, the other thing that that's cool about this too is, so we get here and. I get home from work. Right. You change, eat a little dinner, sit down. We game for three hours, four hours, and you're done. Yes. And you can look at the time. Yeah. And I just, there's something, (laughs) no, there's just something so cool about the fact that I don't have to say, well, we game for four hours and then it's an hour drive or four hours and then an extra time. There is no, when you're done, you're immediately at the place you need to be at at the end of the game. I mean, so the convenience factor goes through the roof in a way, you know. Yeah. Or you take a break and you want, like your beer or your favorite beverage, and sometimes you'll bring it with. Maybe you forgot. Um, maybe my buddy Doc doesn't have it in stock because he's got a big fridge full of stuff, and it's like, hey, man, you don't have my favorite beer in here, and he's probably he's just got hams in stock for Christ's hams, sake. Hams, hams, beer, and then he's like, you know, you could bring your own, man, and then you forget. But like, if you're at home and you want to walk into the fridge and grab your your favorite beverage of choice, or you know, I have know some people that stop, you know, they're finishing up dinner right before we start. And I don't know, man, it's just some, and then you can have like, I have my own desk. I've got my little work thing here. Like, well, you do. And the other thing is, you know, again, think about not just the BSers that, that we know are, who are potential, you know, gamers with us, but there are a number of people I've, my buddy, Mike Robinson came in and he used to live in the Twin Cities area up to Duluth, and now he's out West I know, Coast. I know I, that guy. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Uh, no. Yeah, you met him. You no. met him at the con, dude. Oh, I did, yeah. You met Mike. Oh, yeah, 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 Mike, Mike. Yep. Yeah, so I could totally Played game with him. Played in a Monster Hearts game with exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. You and I could game with Mike every fucking week. And he lives in the West Coast. That's a very good point. So that's a neat thing. I mean, we have had so many different things. I look at, you know, Brandon Barnes, active duty Air Force guy. He's yep. not here and he can't just like, hey, yeah, I'll drive up for the weekend. He could be like, look, I've got, you know, I got Wednesday off. Or I got this weekend off. I could set up a game. I'm not promising anything, Brandon. I'm just using you as an example. Yeah. But I'm just saying, hey, I could do this because it doesn't matter where you are as long as you have essentially a solid internet connection. We can, we can 
get together, bullshit, and play some games. You know, it's cool stuff, I, and I think it's it's one of those pieces that after, for whatever reason, this year Game Hole Con that was kind of the kind of a, a an epiphany highlight to, for me is like you know what I could I could really do this more often, and I have a lot of fun, and it's not I don't have to produce anything other than just have fun with my friends. So fuck it, let's let's make this happen. So that's the thing I want to look forward to doing, especially after hunting season's over and I've got more time to focus on it and just knock it out and get it done. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of rejuvenated after Game Hole Con myself. And you know, that's the thing too, Brett. You know, we have we kinda have our friends um that we know face to face and we've grown up for with for years and years and years. And you know, but as as we've grown, we've met more people. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Right? And some of those people are gamers, um, and some of them would all be the fun. Pe- to all game the good with. people I've met are gamers. That's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> some of the best people I've met, they're all gamers. Right. Um, that's why we need to work with gamers. Like that, we should just like. All right, I don't want to work. How many gamers do you have on staff? None, huh? Fuck off. Um, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> sorry, I want to withdraw from consideration. Thank you. What? 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 I'm sorry. We're going to anybody- pay you a lot of money. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> So, do um, you know what Dungeon World is? No. Okay, bye now. Uh, Sorry, Sorry, not happening. What's your opinion? Those are interview questions for you <laughs> when you go and interview for a job. Yeah, if you're interviewing for a job with Brett in my department, you need to say yes. You understand the difference between, you know, Thaco versus. <laughs> if you don't have those things, I just I can't bring you on board. Sorry. That's right. That's right. Well, all, all right. right. So that's something to look forward to from. Both of B- us, man. BNS, yeah. yeah, shit. We gotta get. We gotta make this happen. I think it's it's worth doing. And um, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm positive there's listeners out there who are gonna hear this. Go, oh, I love this platform. I love this one. I use it for this. Awesome. I mean, we may not throw all that into the into the listener feedback, but if you've got good ideas or things you've done where you like running theater mind, or you like this one for. I run Rollmaster, and I like this environment. I like running my superheroes game over here. If you have a genre or a game system that you found is a really awesome pairing, because in, in, in spirit of the last part of the year, the Kelly, it does depend. And I think it makes sense that if somebody out there says, hey, I've got a really good pairing for my OSR, you know, Swords and Wizardry game works well at this platform, I'd love to hear that stuff. I think that'd be very helpful. Yeah, so if you want to write in and let us know if you are... Um, running online games. Okay. Let us know. And then we would be interested to know some of the things that you might've come across that you learned from running online games that you may not have known going into it. So some either pitfalls you've run into and overcome, um, maybe you are running into those pitfalls and you still don't know how to overcome them. Um, let us know. Uh, we would be interested to be wise to that and even share, uh, that with others that may be looking at participating with online and or what are some of your reservations about playing online games? But anyway, yep. some food for thought. Are you good, Brett? I'm good, man. Let's move on. All right, let's get into die roll. Die roll. You know the deal. Brett doesn't have any this week. I have a couple. Uh, Coming from what we put out on Twitter, getting started on DMs Guild. An article put out by Gnome Stew. I think this may be part one of a couple. So um, let me make sure. Yeah, part one, your first product. So if you are interested in 
you know, hey, I've kind of dabbled around with writing some stuff and I would really like to take the, you know, plunge and put it out there on DMs Guild. It's specific to D&D 5e. Gnomes do, man. They're uh, they're putting out, here's how you do it. And uh, that's awesome, sharing the knowledge because there's people at the Gnomes do that have done that. So check that out. My second one, five steps to writing a killer PC backstory. That's an article from the folks at Geek and Sundry. So if you're maybe having some players, you'd like to help them, you know, enrich their backstory. Maybe say, hey, here's a cool link that might be able to help you or you might find interesting yourself. Um, I'll tell you, that stuff also is really helpful for if if you're a game master and like and you'd like or require or you really enjoy the whole deep background for your bad guys. Hey, backgrounds can work on that end of the house, too. So it works. It's good stuff. Some from listeners, Brett, you want to hit the first one? Yeah, Xavier Bates met us at GameholeCon, um, VP of well, the Wyoming Gaming Library. It's a nonprofit charity focused on bringing games to schools, hospitals, and other community organizations. They're having the very first convention in April uh, 2019. So CheyenneGamingConvention.com, com. We'll have a link in the show notes. And um, they... They stopped. Uh, they stopped me. The one young gentleman who was helping support him was um, <clears throat> a little on the nervous side, but boy, he really he was super. In, I mean, he was like really articulate. I really want to do this. Can you help us in any way? And I'm like, dude, if you're running a con, we will do our damnedest to help spread the word. And uh, I'm positive we've got a BS or somewhere out near Cheyenne, Wyoming. So somebody somewhere will uh, at least see this. And if you can't go yourself, pass the word around, man, because this is this is some cool shit. So anyway, the link in the show notes. Take a look at it. Uh, I have a link to Spike Pitt's uh, podcast. So Spike Pitt is run by Colin Spike Pitt Green. He said, hey, I'm a va- you know an avid listener of Gaming and BS. Can you do me a favor? I started my own podcast. I was inspired by you and Jason Hobbs and Hobbs and Friends of the OSR. <laughs> and so, um, you know, check that out. Link in the show notes there. And then The Goblin. Yeah, the Goblin's Henchman, Master's Horde on drive through. So speaking of people who produce some really good stuff, um, if you're not following the Goblin's Henchman on G+, yes, we all know G+, is going away. I know that. But he has. This is the Master's Horde. It, um, it's free from Goblin's Henchman. Um, take a look at it. It's pretty cool. It's a system-neutral collection of 22 magic items. Um, I think it's pretty cool. And the Goblin is just an awesome, awesome dude. And he's he's a ton of fun, and I love this type. His OSR do-it-yourself approach is awesome, and I uh, really can't say enough good things about the Goblin. So good job, man. Speaking of Google+, Plus, Brett, so <clears throat> some of you are like, hey, what is the deal with that? And some of you are probably not clued in, and that's okay. So Google Plus is going bye-bye probably sometime next year. I forgot what the date is. But... I think it was like August or something-ish. Yeah. Don't know. So then folks on Google Plus are like, where's everybody going? So MeWe is a platform we I am on, um, and I, I started a Google Plus community there. Um, some people have moved over to that. So right now we're kind of splitting time between Google Plus and MeWe. Brett is not on there, so they're wondering where Brett is. Yeah, I got to get on it. I was I got some flack about that. Brasslet said, "Just so you know, we're mocking you openly until you arrive." I'm like, "Ah, shit! I got to get Brasslet, that there. bastard. He like <laughs> divulged our secret plot to overthrow Brett. Oh, At least funny. my secret plot. I'm like, shh, don't tell anybody. Don't nice. tell Brett. Thanks, man. So we're like, where's Brett? I'm like, shh, shut up. Shh, shh, he's not here. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> so, 
So we'll see if that is if it's going to stick. There's a lot of gamers on there. Um, there's differences of opinion about the particular platform. So people are like, "Why? What's the opinion?" You know, it goes back to people on social media and what types of people are where, and you know, who wants to be affiliated with what platform. So it's it's difficult because G Plus was, I think, for a lot of gamers who were in that in that space, it was like the quote unquote perfect or really good place. I enjoyed it. I know Sean did. It We've was met like a, some of our best friends there now. Exactly. Some Seriously. amazing people. Yeah. And when you lose that and just about everybody, I know like, oh, fuck it, Facebook. I mean, ah, my mom's on Facebook. It's not that fun. It's just, it's kind of a blah. I, I don't like Facebook much. I don't or know. Or Twitter. Of, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and Twitter's there. And, and anytime you go to any social media area, there's some douchebag dickhead somewhere trying to pretend he or she is something they shouldn't be or espousing something they shouldn't. And I don't know. I, I don't think there's a beautiful, perfect answer to solve that problem. But at this point, we're just trying to find out where our friends are going to be so we can be there with them. And if that means we have to crash an environment and uh, keep all the assholes out and change the uh, community, and we'll do it ourselves. But anyway, we're, you know, we're not just trying to follow the masses. We're trying to go where you people are. We're just yeah. following the masses. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. The, the masses of all like eight of our listeners, right? But we want <laughs> but we want to go where, where our listeners can find us and where all the cool kids are at. And the cool kids are the gamers. For me, I don't give a fuck where the sports people are or where this is or that is or where the famous people are tweeting. That doesn't bother me. Right. Anyway, we'll see, what we, we'll see what we do. I'll go on me. We'll get over there and... So it is an interesting platform, and I will say that a lot of the, the, the default settings are private. So if you don't follow or invite somebody to follow you, nobody will see your stuff. There isn't any public posts. So there's, I think they're going to evolve more that some of the Google Plusers are migrating to that platform. We, we I say, as a collective Google Plus person, um, they have – spoken to some of the leadership at MeWe and they've already changed a couple of things. I think they've made like, Oh, it used to be called communities. Now they're making them groups and then they're changing some of the properties around that. So I'd expect it to kind of evolve a little bit more because we're coming in there and saying, Hey, this is kind of what we want. If you want to listen to us, this is what we enjoy. So yeah, it's me, me and a couple thousand of my closest friends. We'd like it to look like this, please. Power numbers. Right, right. So I think that's something interesting. Anyways, not to get on a tirade about social media and we, me, we, but let us know if you're on there. I'm uh, Sean P. Kelly. I think my URL is like mewe.com. I don't know. There's something in there. And then I think it's like Sean K maybe is my name or Sean Kelly. Maybe. I don't remember. But you you should be able to find me if you want to. I'll put a link in the show notes of my account if you want to connect. Um, so Brett is going to the great white North to, yeah, so, to bond with the spirits to do druidic rituals. Yes. And, uh, try to hunt the, the wild Wendigo and see what I can get away with. Big Fred bear. Yes. Walk well, with me. Fred bear was, was a cool dude, man. I know he's anyway, a real guy. I didn't know that. He was. Yeah. You didn't know Fred bear. The, I didn't know Fred bear was a real guy. I don't, I don't even, I, I know. I just, I, Dude, I'm a Ted just, Nugent fan, not a hunter. Just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. And I'm oh. barely a Ted Nugent fan. So before everybody goes crazy on, oh, Shaw loves Ted Nugent. No, I, he's 
Music, not politics. Music, not he's politics. He's polarizing, so I've enjoyed some of his tunage in the past. I think he's he's a unique guy for sure. <laughs> yeah, unique's interesting. Anyway, yeah. so what we're we are debating whether or not we're going to have a release the week of Thanksgiving. Basically, is what it comes down to because of uh, my schedule and uh, basically my schedule being out and about. If we're able to, Sean, I'd like to. We, we've got a couple of ideas we could talk. To. We could grab onto. We've been talk, meeting to talk about um, kids and gaming. You know, customizing games for younger crowds. And I've been yeah. starting my campaign with my kids, and my daughter ran, and my son ran some small games of D and D at at Gamehole Con. And I'd like to talk about that a little bit. I think it'd be very interesting, at least to give. Hey, this is Brett's experience around it, and have you. Um, Kind of ask me some questions like, "Hey, did you have to do this? Did the kids care about this?" So on, because I've encountered a number of different types of kids who are don't like don't like hurting things, don't like doing this, but other kids who are more gung ho and more, "Hey, they're monsters. That's just what you do." So there's there's an art form too, and I think I'm I think I'm getting better at it. So that might well be the topic for next time. Well, right, and and never mind the fact that if you're running for your own kids versus somebody else's. Yes. Oh, you know, yeah. Right. That yeah, is throw that, that, that. Throw that into the mix. Yeah, it's definitely different when when I run a game for my son on his for his birthday crew, and ninety percent of the kids aren't mine. And I don't have kids. Yeah, it's a different. It's a you different. Know, it's so a different world. Just the fact that I bring that up, I can imagine like, oh, you know, somebody going crazy about you running devil worshiping sessions in your house. I don't. You, what do you mean? I I, I run these devil worshiping. Classes every week with my own kids. Yeah, and I do it outside in the fresh air. Hello. Right. Yeah, with the God. fire ablaze and the pentagram on the ground. Come on. Yes. Then we hardly eat any dead babies. It's all fine. That's right. Anyway. Anyways. And now we've lost the other half of our listeners. There. Right. Well, uh, we'll sign off for now. I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Good night and good game and all. This, this has been a Litterbox, Litterbox Studio, Studio production. production.